Hey, it's Kiran Nagraj from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Jennifer Frog with us. Better call her Jen. Jen has got 24 years of experience in real estate. She believes in providing the highest level of real estate services to her customers, combining her well-earned communication, analytical, and negotiation skills with compassion and kindness that I have seen today. She loves creating win-win situations for all the parties involved. That is what I believe. Let's talk with Jen now, and let's see what she has got on her plate. Hi Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you. I love the intro. That's so kind of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So let's begin, Jen. My first question to you is about something different, something unique, something interesting that people don't know about. Something that you would like to tell people. Well, um, I think something that a lot of people don't know about me, and it. It, it might be an interesting answer to some of your audience is uh, I never graduated high school. Me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting because I always, um, when I listen to Gary V, I don't know if you've heard of yeah, him. I know them. I know him. Okay. Um, you know, he always preaches a little bit about education and that, you know, that's not for everybody. Uh, so listening to that, you know, 20 plus years later always gives me a little bit of comfort. Um, I did go ahead and got my GED uh-huh. uh, because my father was persistent in that. And uh-huh. he really helped and guide me and he pushed me in the right direction at that time. And I'm very grateful for it. Um, but that's like something that I don't talk about a lot. It doesn't come up in conversation, but uh-huh. it's like the first thing I thought of when you asked me that. So Jennifer didn't go to high school. <laughs> I went to high school. I just didn't graduate. So she didn't graduate. So that's the story, guys. That's the unique thing. But she is, she is super successful as of today. So don't lose hope if you didn't go to high school or didn't graduate. So my next question, Jennifer, is tell us how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug? You know, um, I don't think I caught it. I think that I was born with it. <laughs> I think that it runs through my blood it's in my DNA. If I start thinking back to all the uh, important figures in my life, which was my dad, my mom, my grandparents, they were all entrepreneurs. So uh-huh. I think that I, I was just lucky and and it got me. I didn't have to go search for it. <laughs> so you come from a business family. I do. Yes. My, my grandfather on my mom's side uh, was born in Cuba. And he had his own business. He, he owned a vineyard uh-huh. um, and would make vinegar and things like that. And they came uh, to the U.S. Um, I don't know exactly what year because I was born here, right? Let's say late 50s, early 60s. And he established himself here quickly and he created his own business, which later on my mother joined and my father and my uncle and... <laughs> yeah so you are the unique one you started your own business I did I started my own business I didn't stay in the family business and interestingly enough again I must have caught something from that right because now my mom works with me Uh my two brothers also work with me (laughs) my husband works with me so it's it's, okay another business and it's still family Wonderful, wonderful. I've heard this for the first time. Like, I haven't heard a story like this. People working as family 
to grow a business and then join another business and grow that too so <laughs> wonderful wonderful so my next question jen in your opinion what do you think is that one personality trait that every entrepreneur should have to succeed uh i can actually think of a of, of a few <laughs> that a lot of people should be <laughs> should have but um i think the one the main one that really stands out for me is empathy mm-hmm. i think that if you can truly put yourself in other people's shoes you're going to succeed your job is going to be easier um for instance in my world of real estate we have to work with so many different people it's the buyer the seller the lender the title company the inspector i mean there's so many chefs in the kitchen and if you don't know how to empathize with people right like put yourself in what they're feeling at that moment the transaction it can be very challenging absolutely and it's a waste of time honestly <laughs> <laughs> so having empathy is super important in your field as well as in other fields that is what you believe yes because 100% at the end of the day we are dealing with people and not machines Yeah, like we need to we need to put a little extra effort in how people see things and how they're feeling things at the moment uh-huh. even when we might not fully understand it because I catch myself sometimes saying I hear you and in me I'm thinking I don't agree with you. <laughs> I don't agree with anything you're saying, but I hear you and I can I can still understand what you're uh, feeling and uh, it just shifts it just shifts the the conversation in a different way. and usually i would say the outcome is is positive mhm understood understood i hope the audience got it too so let's move to the next question please tell us how did you manage to grow your business like what what is your secret sauce what what do you think i think it's two things mm-hmm. um love and consistency mhm i really love what i do i enjoy it i love the people i get to work with um i feel like there's a very special group of customers that are attracted to me you know or that i attract which is a wonderful feeling because my you know i have i have my moments i have difficulties in transactions or difficult personalities or whatever but the majority of the time it's easy right mm-hmm. because you're dealing with people that you you really genuinely like and so yeah love and consistency i feel like have been two key factors and allowing me to grow to where i am okay so those are some lovely words and uh, i truly agree with that so let's move on to the next question because i cannot add up to that my okay. next question is please tell me what are the difficulties that you face as of now as a business owner or as a realtor So our market here in Miami has changed drastically post COVID. Um it's almost like we're learning real estate all over again in the last 2 years. It's changed that much. Um so kind of catching up with our time has mm-hmm. been challenging, right? Mm-hmm. You like it keeps you on your toes. So mm-hmm. we need to be constantly open to learning the new tactics to get deals done for our customers. Um and really the biggest other challenge is that our inventory is extremely low. We just don't have a lot of properties available. So if you're on the buyer side, which I happen to be on both, I have buyers and I have sellers. Um but if you're on the buyer side, it is it is a tough market. So you need to be prepared to have to basically work double 
because <laughs> you're, you're out there showing double, triple the properties because there's just, there's nothing. And then when there is something, there's a line, uh-huh. a line. Like I go to open houses and I show properties and I'm standing in line and I have 10 people in front of me and 10 people behind me. It's that many Ooh. people looking at one property. So you're up against a hundred offers. Yeah. Um, so that, that I would say is like the most challenging current situation that we're facing. So uh, a realtor would like to be on the seller side or as a listing agent at this point in Miami. That is what they say. Yes, uh-huh. it'll definitely be. Um, it's it almost feels like they have a little bit of an upper hand because uh-huh. they they know they're going to have a deal, right? They're going to get paid. <laughs> it's the buyer side that we're like, do we have to find the house to get paid? Um, but it's interesting because on the on the seller's agent side, they're having their own challenges because they're also working extra hard. They're creating these open houses where sometimes you wouldn't even do open houses in the past, or you had to do two or three, you're spending, you know, three full days in a house, letting multiple people through. And then you have to scour through all the offers that you're getting. So it's, it's still extra work. Mm -hmm. um, But at least they're guaranteed they're going to get paid. Yeah, understood. For sure. So now that we know your difficulties, Please tell us what are your growth plans? What do you think you are going to do to overcome these difficulties? Well, to work on the difficulties, um, I've created a pretty good plan for my buyers. And it's I hate to say it, but we're very aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) We go into every single offer with as much power as possible. And we pull all the tactics all at the same time we don't uh-huh. just pick one thing that might work right uh-huh. so for instance um let's say if you're a seller and you have you know five offers that you're looking at we try to or i i try to figure out for my buyer how are we going to stand out how are we going to be the number one option right and whatever maybe a backup in some cases mm-hmm. so we have our buyers um coming up with money above appraised value So if a property, let's say, appraises for $500,000, just to put an example, the buyer would be willing to give an extra $25,000 above that. Mm -hmm. So it's one way to to win the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Another way, which some people mock and they think it's nonsense, but I think it's a great tactic and it works a lot, is I have my buyers write letters to the Mm -hmm. homeowners Mm -hmm. and attach a picture to it so that they can see the people's face Uh, and their emotions uh, instead of just a name on a piece of paper that they uh, can't connect with uh you know and and it's an old tactic i heard that it was dead but as you're saying and with that confidence i am starting to believe that this is this is still working yeah i'm totally fine with the people that think that it's dead because then they won't use it you know (laughs) you don't have to tell them you don't have to use it if you don't want to we'll keep it to ourselves (laughs) great great so my next question since the home buying or selling process has started like people are starting to use online base of searching for homes or selling homes right zillow has come through so how do you keep up with them how do you stay on the top of the mind online with, with the potential customers? I just try to stay present on social media. That's my best way. It's, it's actually my main way to communicate with my current customers and you know my potential future customers because that's how they're finding me on Instagram and on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I started a podcast in October, Better Call Jen, and it's geared towards first-time home buyers. 
Um, and just like that beginning process that a lot of people find frustrating. So I'm just trying to stay present in where I think people are, are trying to get their information from. Okay, understood, understood. So you have already started your online marketing in, in yeah. a way. Okay. So my next question is, if you have, although you don't need it, uh, $10,000 extra, okay, on a budget, where would you like to spend it and uh, why? So I think I would like to spend it um, specifically on like Instagram story ads because I've number one, I've never tried it. Mm -hmm. I just haven't gotten around to do it. Mm -hmm. And number two, it works for me as a consumer. Mm -hmm. I see those ads and I'm, I'm constantly swiping up to see what they want to sell me, right? <laughs> so because it intrigues me, I feel like it must intrigue so many other people. And uh -huh. it might be a good way for me to gain a bigger audience or more people that are interested in buying or learning about the process. I, I would focus on that. Okay, Instagram it is. And you are a kind of Instagram freak, I believe. You love Instagram. I love Instagram. <laughs> I love social media in general. I think it's like... It's, it's just such an amazing way to communicate with people. Like, yes, you can pick up your phone and you can text people, but social media is like, uh, is like everybody has their own reality TV show and you get to see what everybody else is doing all the time. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So let's move on to the next question. And it's about the quotation that you love the most. What is your favorite quotation, Jen? Okay, so I have a fantastic memory for so many things, right? Mm -hmm. I have a good memory for all my customers. I can probably give you street addresses to most of them. That's the memory I have for that. For quotes, no. So <laughs> I'm going to give you a very plain and simple one, but I feel like it also, it, it helps me through certain things, right? Which is just do it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just do it. If you're tired, just do it. If you don't feel like getting up, just do it. You don't want to make the phone call, just do it. <laughs> so I would say that that's like, that, that's a good one for me. So I think you are a big Nike fan as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I like them. You know, I have Nike running shoes. They're, they, they did good with their branding. How about that? Yeah, their slogan is like on point. They did it. They did it. <laughs> so final question. If you were to write a book about yourself, Jen, what would you like to name it? Hi. Okay. I would I call would it Better Call Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I like the Better Call Jen for sure. Um, and if we just want to like dig a little bit, right, and 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 feel like it's a little personal, I would say everything happens for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I write a book, it's gonna it's probably gonna be for, of my life. And that's like mm. the one thing that I've always, it's, it's the end conclusion, right? Uh -huh. Everything always happens for a reason. Sometimes you don't think it's good. Sometimes you don't think it's bad or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. but it's what but, you needed to go through at that moment. So, and everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yes. So where can the listeners find you Jen, online? Well, you can find me on Instagram, which is Miami home finder. I know I should be better called Jen, but I can't change it. I, I'm so attached to Miami Home Finder. Um, same on TikTok. Okay. And the better call Jen is is the podcast. Understood. So do follow her, guys. She seems like a wonderful person to be <laughs> to whom you can follow for better growth in real estate or else in life.
So that was today's episode of the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show. Today we have Jennifer Brock with us. Jen, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So thank you so much, Jen. I am your host, Kiran Agarwal, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys.